Bless the Lord. I just determined I'm going to be one of the wealthy women. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm going to be one of the wealthy women that helps to fund the gospel. Amen. Um, uh, it talks in there too some about how some of those women had were property owners. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? Right? Praise the Lord. God is so good. He's so good. You know, every time we come to the word, every time we come to gather together, uh, we can increase in the things of God. We can, we can gain more understanding, and the more understanding we gain, the further we can go with him. But it all depends on where our mind is at the time, right? Uh, it, it depends on how we're focused and hooked up to what's going on. Because we can't, we can't move forward in the things of God and in the spirit of God if we're distracted with natural things. Praise the Lord. So it takes some discipline, right? It takes some discipline to focus in on what's going on and, and to pay attention. And I understand completely when the uh, stresses of the world and the situations and circumstances that come up, they can, they can come onto your head, right? Anyone feel like you've had stuff just sitting there, like on your shoulder, kind of weighing you down, almost like talking in your ear and, and, and telling you things that are contrary to what you know is true in the word. Well, it, it takes discipline. Yes. Number one, to get yourself here. You did that. Praise the Lord. Congratulations. You did it. Um, but then it takes another set of skill to focus in on what God has for you. How do you do that when there's stuff, it feels almost like, uh, like someone's got a pillow over your head and just pressing down on it, right? It's just there's so much going on in the natural and, and there may not even be a lot of difficult situations. It's just that the enemy has decided that you are a good target this week. And, and he's decided to come and sit on your shoulder and try to, try to press in on your, on your mind. Well, we're going to talk about that some today. Praise the Lord. Um, it takes skill in those situations to ignore what's pressing on your mind and dip down to what is on the inside of you. We've been ministering for several weeks now on this subject of faith. And we understand uh, that faith uh, is used, that term, that word is used very broadly in, Christian, in the Christian world, right? Uh, we, we can say something like, I'm part of the faith. Yeah. What, what does that mean? I'm a Christian. I I'm a believer, right? That's a very general statement, a general use of that word. But when we talk here in this church about walking by faith, living by faith, um, moving in faith, using our faith. We're not talking about a general statement, Amen. right? We're not talking about, um, I have faith. You know, we're not just talking about a general, I'm part of the faith. 
No, this is something very specific. Faith is a force. Faith is something that we can use. It's a spiritual law that we can put into practice in our lives. And as we've been looking at the past couple of weeks, we looked at Jesus who demonstrated to us with a fig tree, you remember, the, he demonstrated to us how to use our faith. Yeah. Yeah. He came up to a situation that's, that was contrary to what he needed it to be. He wanted breakfast. He wanted food. He was hungry. He needed a supply. And when he got to the fig tree, the Bible says he came up to nothing. There was nothing there. And so instead of just crying, instead of just getting frustrated with the situation, instead of worrying about, oh my God, what are we going to do now? Instead of doing all that, he simply checked with his father, heard from his father what to do, and he answered, the Bible says, he answered that situation. He talked to the tree. Jesus, Jesus. We, we see people nowadays, I see people once in a while walking down the street and I don't know who they're talking to. Right? Right, but Jesus was, it wasn't because he, he was uh, dealing with uh, demonic spirits or had, you know, some kind of mental illness. Jesus talked to the tree because the tree had talked to him. And so he came up to that tree and he said, no man, eat fruit from you forever. <laughs> we would think that's pretty harsh, but he was, he was demonstrating to us what we are to do in certain situations that say, you're never going to eat again. You're never going to be supplied again. Why? Because when you come up to a situation in life like that, doesn't your mind, I don't, we'll talk about me. My mind goes to the worst case scenario. <laughs> no figs here? Oh my God, we're never going to eat again. Right? Doesn't, doesn't your mind tend to jump to the worst conclusion? Yes. And the enemy is right there on the shoulder like we were talking about. And he'll whisper to you, this is the end. This is, this is it. It's never going to work. Nothing ever, he'll say, even be there to say, nothing ever works out for you. Come on now. <laughs> Nothing ever goes right. You try and 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 nothing ever works out. Jesus had to stop those. He wasn't just talking to the tree. He was talking to the enemy that was talking to him. And he said, this is how you deal with lack, with problems, with circumstances that are contrary to what you know the word of God says. You've got to say something. You've got to tell it what you know. Now, if you would this morning, we are going to look, turn with me to Proverbs, please. Proverbs chapter 3. This morning we are going to look at, I would think, is one of the more familiar verses in Scripture most Christians in any 
church would know these verses. They might not know they know them, but if you started to quote them, they'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 I know that. You know, these are so popular sometimes, you might even see it on a coffee mug. Something like that. Um, But how many understand just because a verse is popular doesn't mean people understand it. (laughs) Doesn't mean people actually believe it or put these things into practice. And uh, for three weeks now, these verses, uh, especially every Sunday morning when I wake up, they've, they've come up to me. When I went to bed last night, these verses were right there. So I've gotten a clue. We're going to look at these verses, okay? Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in who? The Lord. We don't trust in our bank account. We don't trust in our job. We don't trust in our degrees, even though they're good to get. Praise the Lord. We don't trust in anything in the natural as much as we trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. When the Bible talks about the heart, what do we know? He's talking about our inner man, right? Our spirit. Trust in the Lord with all your spirit, we could say. With all that's on the inside of you. We are to trust in him. Now I'm going to give you a little clue here. When you, in the Old Testament, which is where Proverbs is, when you see this word trust, you could translate it as faith. Have faith. In the New Testament, we see that word faith. In the Old Testament, you'll see that word trust. Same, same thing. We're getting at the same thing there, right? Yes. To trust in is to have faith in the Lord. Yes. With all your heart, with everything that's within you, you are to be trusting in, have faith in Him first. Him first. You're like, yeah, we know that, Pastor Amy. Ah. But do we, do we go to this when situations come up? When the voices are sitting there saying, it never works out for you. We are to trust in Him with all of our heart. Oh, and here's, here's the thing. It qualifies that. Do not lean. What, to lean on, what, what is like when, when you lose your balance, you kind of lean over, you, you steady yourself on something, right? Trust me, I know I do these cl- exercise classes. They're always working on your balance, right? But, but, but when they do that, they have you go real close to the wall. So you have something to grab onto if you do fall. Most people grab onto their own understanding. That's right. When something comes, when circumstances come and you, it throws you, most people grab to, what are we going to do now? How are we going to fix this? How are we going to get this to work out? What, what's going to happen now? How, how can I make the money come? How, what, what other job do I need to get? You know what I'm saying? 
Most people lean, grab hold of what's up here instead of what's in here. We are to have faith to lean on Him. Yes, amen. On what we know He's provided for us. What He's said about us. What He's given already to us. And you might say, but this, what I see isn't showing me what He said. Exactly. That's what we're talking about. Faith. Yeah. Right? Faith. Remember weeks ago when we started this, we looked in 2 Corinthians. Faith is uh, looking to what is unseen right. over what is seen. Because what we see in the natural is temporary. Yeah. It's temporary. It's temporary. It will eventually change. It always does. And it can change for the worse if you lean to your own understanding yeah. or it can change for the better if you learn to have faith in him. So we are to trust in the Lord. But like we were saying at the beginning here, this takes practice. It takes Skill. Why? Because the enemy is not going to leave you alone just because you can quote a verse. That's right. The enemy might even ramp up his talking to you. He's going to tell you, he's going to, he's going to say things like, oh, those people don't really like you. Those, those, you know, he'll tell you something about the people at work. They're talking about you. They're always talking. What does it matter? What does it matter? We've got to learn to answer those things when the enemy starts saying, we cannot start to, what? If we lean to our own understanding, we're going to start listening to what the enemy is saying. The enemy loves when you lean to your own mind. The enemy can only work in your mind. He, if he can get you focused on his thoughts, then he can affect the rest of your life. But if you'll learn to not lean on your own understanding, but to focus, trust in him, look down to the inside when situations come up, Father, I know what I'm seeing right now is temporary because you told me in your word I could have better. You told me in your word who I am. Mm -hmm. Whatever the situation is, if you've got enough of the word done on the inside, if you'll just take 60 seconds in this situation before you start leaning on what the enemy is trying to feed you, if you'll just take a few seconds and stop and say, even if it's under your breath, if you're out in public, yeah. Father, you have the answer to this. I'm not going to lean on my understanding. I'm not going to listen to what the enemy is trying to say. What do you say? And then we check down here. And I promise you, if you'll learn to do that up from 
your spirit, the answers will come. Takes skill, takes practice. And if we get ourselves into the cycle of leaning to our own understanding, we're gonna have difficulties our whole life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will, he, he, he will make straight your paths. What we said, you've got you to take a, a second, 60 seconds. That's all I'm asking. 60 seconds to check with him. And when you do that, he will help to make straight your paths. Will he give you the next 10-year plan right in those 60 seconds? Absolutely not. Why? We walk by faith, not by sight. If he gave us our whole 10-year plan for what's coming ahead, we wouldn't need faith. But what he will do is give you the answer in the moment. He'll give you the scripture that brings the peace you need. He will give you what you need for that moment. He He gave Jesus the answer for the tree. And in that situation, the answer was, rebuke it. Tell it it's done. But you'll never know your answer if you're constantly leaning on your own understanding and going there first. How many times have we seen on the news or different ones that are interviewed, you know, whatever it is, a tragedy, uh, a, a, a weather event, something like that, And the people will say in the interview, well, there's nothing left to do but pray. If we'd start there. (laughs) I mean, why is that for people the last resort? Because they don't believe it works. They believe it's hit or miss. Like, maybe he'll hear, maybe he won't. But that's not what the Word of God says. The Word of God says that we can trust in Him with all our heart. That we don't have to lean in our own, onto our own understanding. In all our, our ways, we acknowledge Him. No matter what comes up, Father, I acknowledge you're in me. You're my helper. You're my guide. You're my comforter. What do I do here? And He directs your paths. A lot of you are nodding your heads, but, um, <laughs> but here we are reminding ourselves again yeah. because in the heat of the moment, in the difficult situation, this is going to have to be practiced. Praise the Lord. Uh, if we could, let's just read another couple verses because they're amazing. It says, be not wise in your own eyes. Oh boy. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be, look at this, healing to your flesh. Healing. What? Trusting in God. 
learning to look to him instead of the voices that are coming to your mind. It's healing to your body. It's refreshment to your bones. Oh, glory to God. You know, I'm all for vacation. We're going to head to one here shortly, right? There's a certain type of refreshment that can come from a vacation, but not like the refreshment that comes from the word. Not like the refreshment that comes from learning to trust in him with all your heart and learning to not lean on this understanding that most of the time is influenced by the enemy. Praise the Lord. You know, just for grins, let's turn, uh, let's look to the message translation. And um, Proverbs 3, 5. Praise the Lord. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. And don't try to figure out everything on your own. There you go. Boom. Mic drop. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything that you do. Everywhere that you go. It's not hard, right? Just in everything and everywhere. And you might think that's ridiculous. How can you do that? But we've learned how to do this in everything, everywhere. We listen for him first. We look to him first. He's the one that will keep you on track. I like this translation. Don't, uh uh-oh, assume that you know it all. You might have to tell yourself, mind, you don't know the answer to this. You may think you do. Your mind loves to be on the throne. It loves to be first. It loves to have the first opinion. It loves to state the first idea. Come on now. It loves to have the last word, whether in a conversation or just in a conversation in your mind, right? You've never had a conversation in your mind with yourself? I have. I have. And your mind will try to push its agenda. Oh, it's worse than a politician. Come on now. (laughs) Don't assume that you know it all. Amy, don't assume that you know it all. Right? I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to me. Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health. Come on now. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Glory to God. You want more life? You want more health? Learn this. Learn how to have faith in him with all your heart. And then it goes on to give us some other familiar verses, but God is so good. We are to be trusting in him. But in order to be doing this, it it tells us in the Old Testament, 
and in the New Testament, in order to trust him with all our heart, we are going to have to do something with our mind. So let's look at Romans 12, please. Oh, hallelujah. Romans 12, verse 2. Oh my goodness, how many times a year do we go to this verse? Many. Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewal of your mind. Sorry, this is something we got to do every day. This is something we got to work on our whole life. There is never going to be a moment where we can just say, I've arrived, my mind is perfect. We have to go back to don't assume that you know it all. <laughs> right? Right? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing, 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 that means it's not automatic. You've got to sit there and, say, and try to discern what is the will of God. What does that mean? You've got to shut down your mind, and you've got to start to dig down in your spirit and say, Father, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? Where do you want me to go? What is your will? Not mine. I don't want to do mine. I've done my will before. It never works out. That's where you can agree with the enemy. Yeah, if I do it my way, it will never work out. Like when he's sitting there saying it never works out, it never works out, it never works out. Yeah, when I do it my way, that's true. But when we do it, when we have faith in him, trust in him, the world will tell you never to put all your eggs in one basket, right? You've heard that saying? That works in the stock market. That works in the general natural world when you have to divide your portfolio, right? But with God, you better put all those eggs in God's basket. I mean, all of them. All of them. Don't reserve a couple for your mind. You know, well, you know, for, for my family life and for my, for my uh, you know, everyday life, I'll put, I'll trust in God. But when it comes to my job, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on my own understanding. I'm going to pursue my own way there. No, no, that's not how God works. That's right. And we've got to renew our minds to what? Not the way the world thinks, not conform to the world. But we have to be renewed to what the word says about us. Uh, Romans 12, 2 in the message. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Do, okay, here we go. That's one and two. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly, quickly respond to it. That's what it means to transform your mind. It means stop leaning on what you know in the natural and start practicing dipping down on the inside of you. What does the word say about this situation? 
Father, what do you say about this situation? What would you have me to say? Oh my goodness, this will help us if we'll learn to put this into practice. And those of us who know some of these things, there's more levels of this for us to reach. In other words, for the rest of our lives, we can be growing in this. Where every day, every moment of every day, we're able to be walking out his path, his plan, looking to him. Praise the Lord. Um, So much of what happens with our mind determines how we walk in our life. So, so how, how do we do this? It takes skill. We've got to practice when, when thoughts start coming to our mind or our mind just decides it knows what to do. We've got to train ourselves to stop and look into our spirit. One of the greatest indicators of how well we are doing this is what is coming out of your mouth. Hebrews 10, verse 23. How do we know what Jesus heard from his father when he came up to that fig tree? What came out of his mouth was what he had heard from his father. He had learned to silence the voices that had come to him saying, sorry, no more breakfast, nothing for you. And he was able to say what God had told him to say. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without what? Without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. 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 Now you might not know what faithful means because you might not have people in your life who have shown faithfulness, right? I mean, some of us have have had great moms and dads. Some of us have had moms and dads, you know, who just weren't there. We might say they weren't faithful, right? But we can't look to man and how they conduct themselves to judge how faithful God is. God is always true. He is always righteous. He is always God. He is always faithful to his word. And if we want to see God results every time, We've got to learn to hold fast to what he has said when we stop and in that moment look to him. What do you say about this situation? It better start coming out of your mouth just like it did with Jesus. It better be coming out. Why? Because if it doesn't, if you don't allow it to come out of your mouth, you might think, well, I'm just, that's just not my personality. I'm not very vocal. I might disagree with your thoughts about your personality. 
because there's going to be certain situations for every one of us where we become vocal. Whether it's a football game or, you know, whatever your thing is, a video game, something that when you get really involved, you'll become vocal. Politics, uh-oh. So we know you can do it. But will you be vocal with the things of God? Will you start adding your voice to what he's already said? Guys, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where some people will say, I have faith in a general sense. And I think God could do that if he wanted to. That's, that's not the kind of faith we're talking about in the past several weeks. The faith we're talking about is I've heard from God and I'm going to agree with what he said Amen. by adding my voice to what he's put inside of me. Yeah. And when you do that, faith always works. We hold fast. Why do you have to hold fast to what God has said to you? Because the enemy will see. Uh-oh, they've heard from God. And he will start talking so loud, trying to get you to change what you have just said in agreement with God. He will do everything in his power to get you to Talk contrary to God. Why? The Bible says because that's going to be a wavering. Remember in James it talks about how you could, when you're wavering like that, it's like you're being tossed around like the waves of the sea, bouncing back and forth. And James said, don't let you think, don't think you're going to receive anything from God that way. Our words are so vastly important. We are to hold fast. Uh, when my husband talks about this in his book, Simple Faith, he talks about that uh, character Wolverine. Remember Wolverine? He's got the knives, right, that come out of his hands. When he goes to grab onto something, well, he's pulling it in. I, it's not coming out, right? If, you, if you have daggers on the end of your hands, it's different than if you just put, uh, you know, so many times I put lotion on my hands and then try to open like a bottle of nail polish. I mean, like every time. And I'm like, honey, well, I need somebody else to do that for me. Why? Because I'm not prepared. No, no, no. That's not holding fast to your confession. You've got to Dig into what God said. And you've got to bless God. You, you say it. If the enemy starts telling you it's not going to happen, you say it even more. No, God said, God said, God said this to me. God said this in his word. It is true. He is faithful. Yes. He cannot lie. You understand that? God cannot lie. He cannot fail. He cannot the only thing that can fail, unfortunately, has to do with me. Yeah. Amen. 
let's, let's just look at this in a couple translations and then we'll close for today. The Amplified of Hebrews 10, 23. So let us seize, come on now, and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. His word in your mouth equals success. The message, please. Praise the Lord. So let's do it. Full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip Mm -hmm. on his promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word. Yes. Praise the Lord. Guys, when we will learn to trust in him with all our heart, not lean on our own understanding, not look to the mind first, but take a minute and dip down and pull up his answer. And then once we get it, just like Wolverine grabs something, you better grab it and not let it go. But you speak it out, And if the enemy comes and tells you it's not going to happen, you say it again, Mm -hmm. and you say it again, and you say it again, until you are one with what he said. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. That's how we walk by faith. Stand to your feet, please. Hallelujah. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for the opportunity to walk by faith, to live by faith, to run and move with you by faith. Lord, help us even this week. Set a guard over our mouths and help us to see and remember and watch what we're saying. Help us as we hear from you. Help us as the enemy comes to know and recognize and discern your will over the enemy's plan. Thank you for your help in this matter. Thank you for showing us. And we commit to speaking your word, agreeing with your plan in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we do that? Can we speak his word? Can we walk with what he has said? Glory to God. Some of you have agreed. Some of you won't open your mouth no matter what. You're going to have trouble doing what we just ministered. Come on now. Everybody raise your hand. Say, Father, we praise you. Hallelujah. We magnify you. We walk by faith. Not by sight. Thank you. You're dismissed.